0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Today in Titletown Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. I'm joined by Braun once again and we are back to discuss uh, quite a bit. Quite a bit has happened in Green Bay, Wisconsin over the past few weeks. Few days really. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back in a Packers uniform ready to play in 2021 for the Green Bay Packers. Who could have seen that coming other than me and Braun of course who made a (laughs) <laughs> 15 minute video on it um, check that out if you haven't it aged pretty well uh, Randall Cobb he's a Packer again Packers traded for him from Houston and Devonte Adams his contract discussions are not going great for the Packers to say the least and then you know just training camp stuff to talk about too we got a loaded show today Braun how have you been
1: uh well I've been great and griff like you said the Rodgers situation we've kind of been on top of it uh serving as a beacon of hope for a lot of fans our video that went viral um you know we kind of had it all the way through we saw through all the media garbage that was said about Aaron Rodgers and and we kind of knew what would happen the expected outcome and and I think we both understand that now and and have realized that we had a pretty good idea of what was going on in the building between these two sides so now now we're back. The most exciting part of it is that we get a chance to win a Super Bowl once again, which is amazing, but you know like like I was telling you before, the the just be able to be able to see Aaron in the Packers uniform, even if it's just the practice jersey, even if it's just seeing the G on his hat or on his shirt, wearing the Green Bay Packers colors hanging out with his teammates, it's just great to have him back. and I look forward to continually continuously watching him. Um, this season and, and enjoying every moment because you never know how much you have left with a guy like Aaron Rodgers and, and as long as you have him we have to appreciate him and, and I'm looking forward to this season for sure.
0: Same here man seeing him walk up Tuesday morning at Lambeau Field was just it was just exciting we had the report from the previous day that he would be coming back but just seeing him actually there was like oh thank god we dodged a bullet with that one. Uh, it didn't go exactly how we thought it would we were very hopeful that it would end with a you know full on extension for Rogers guaranteeing him some money to tie him to the franchise for a couple more years to come but it looks like 2021 will be the last dance sadly uh you know Aaron didn't shut any doors completely but just the way it seems the Instagram posts that everyone saw Devontae and Rogers that they posted the last dance pictures on their Instagram story just feels like the last year for both of those at least Aaron especially um, so that's pretty upsetting, but at least we got him back for this year. He didn't retire. We didn't end up trading him. We got one more year of the GOAT, Braun. It's pretty upsetting, but let's let's go win a Super Bowl, why don't we?
1: Well, I I know that everybody's talking about like the last dance thing and but I still have hope that I mean Rodgers, when he was asked about it said he still feels like if he can evoke some level of change and you know everything is repaired to his liking, and if he's still playing at an elite level, like I could still see them, especially if they won a super Bowl. I could totally see them going you know going for it again next year, running it back um i mean it's tough because it does like everybody the way everybody's talking it's pointing to a last dance type year um but I just don't see you know if it, i i mean i mean I can see a scenario where he's definitely playing maybe maybe he signs an extension that's why they've kind of set it for this year to be able to be reevaluated maybe Rodgers will sign long term if he thinks you know things are going in the right direction for the team and the organization um i think the Randall Cobb move was a great start for that to have to give him evidence of one thing you know maybe that, this probably isn't going to be a habit for Brian Gutekunst to be able to you know let Rodgers basically pick any player from any team and bring him onto the to the roster but uh I think it's it's a sign of of hopefully something to come of where Rogers is getting incorporated in the decision making process. He has a seat at the table. He's not necessarily making decisions, but his voice is being heard. And I think that's really all it's going to take um, for Rogers to feel feel great again. And then to have you know he loves this team, the fan base so much, the you know his teammates, obviously this, his coaches. So I don't think it will take all that much from the front office to make him want to stay because that's really the only aspect of, of this organization that he's not totally in love with as a player. So, uh, you know, that's my thoughts on it. I definitely you – know, I'm not going to close the door on him coming back, and I'm not going to say it's his last dance, but I, I will say we do need to appreciate every moment this season because we really never know. And, you know, they, it's pretty clear that we do have a backup quarterback that was drafted in the first round, so there's a lot of moving parts. And, you know, we just – And we said this last year, too, because of what happened with Jordan Love. And now it's a lot more real because of the things that happened with Rodgers and the Packers this offseason. But once again, even more so this time, we have to truly uh, take in every moment with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. And hopefully this one ends in a Super Bowl, and then we'll move from there and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I think maybe a Super Bowl is the only thing that could... That could change the situation from what it looks like right now. I mean, I would like to think that this year, if it is a success, it could end in some kind of agreement where, but I don't, I don't know how they do that without trading Jordan Love because Aaron said it, by the way, Aaron was so candid in his press conference on Wednesday. It was totally not what I expected. And it was oh my, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. It was so compelling, great press conference from him, but um, he, he straight up said drafted my replacement during his press conference. And I just think, you know, as much as he says it's not about Jordan Love, as much as he said that in the past, I think that really is just the biggest thing is that he is a lame duck quarterback. And Jordan Love being on the roster is going to keep him from not being a lame duck quarterback. The only way for him to not be a lame duck is to trade Jordan Love, get rid of the replacement, and, you know, tie yourself financially to him as a franchise. But with Jordan Love still there, I don't know how Aaron's going to be Going to be happy and it was you know if you go back to our video braun our main theory was that that was his biggest concern he didn't want to be a lame duck he wanted to be where he can finish his career and he knows that's not going to be in green bay with jordan love on the roster uh his press conference made it seem a lot more of like culturally the green bay packers he doesn't agree with the front office you know he's (laughs) i'm sure you caught this on twitter um it was going, it was making the rounds on Twitter when he was like, you know, I I love my teammates. I love the, you know, I love the fans. Like who knows if that was intentional or not, but him saying, him stopping himself from saying the organization had to have been intentional. So it seems like his beef really resides in the front office with Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, who knows who else. Um, It was definitely more of like a, how they treated players on the way out of green Bay than I expected his beef to be. Like, he went on the whole tirade about, you know, Clay Matthews, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, all the ex, you know, franchise players that we've sent out the door over the years. He brought it all out, all the dirty laundry. So, I don't know. What do you think of that? Do you think – I like to think that his main issue was that he was a lame duck and he wanted to be where he can finish his career, and that was just something that's bugged him his entire career. So, he just started airing all that out too, knowing that it's probably his last year. He doesn't give – he doesn't care about, you know, embarrassing the front office anymore because he's out the door next spring. So I think he was just like letting all the dirty laundry out, just trying to put as much blame on the front office as he possibly could.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with you that maybe some of these things like we've ne- he's never said anything about these other issues until now. His job with the Packers was in jeopardy. Like those are when everything. That's when everything started coming out. Like we never really heard even, even with the Jake Kumaro thing, like as long as Rogers felt like he was the quarterback of the team and the clear guy for the future, even into this season, up until this point where in this offseason when they weren't giving him those long-term uh, offers until, you know, after at that point they hadn't given anything to him. And that's when he really started souring um, his feelings on, on the organization or whatever. But um yeah i mean that that is a pretty good point by you i do think he's felt these things for a long time and just stayed quiet because he's never been anywhere else and he's never seen anybody else at that level get treated the way like a tom brady got treated in in tampa bay like so he probably you know that did not help the situation obviously because he sees somebody he thinks he's just as good if not better as than tom brady obviously for good reason, he's much more talented as a quarterback. But, <laughs> uh, not to get into that one, but <laughs> okay, uh, Brady or Rogers <laughs> No, but I mean, definitely, like he he knows that he's just as as valuable as Brady, and and is on that same level in terms of like the true once in a lifetime type player, and he wants that same treatment but he has only got he he's been with green bay and is just realizing that you know other players like that are not even close to his level uh, across the league are getting more input or more whatever than he's gotten in seven now 17 years with this team that he's been the best quarterback in the NFL for for his entire career i mean it's just like he's probably realizing that he's been mistreated. And I, I know that for a fact that he just wanted a seat at the table and he wanted these different things and he wanted to be the quarterback for, he's always said that he wanted to be the green Bay Packers quarterback for his entire career. And then set uh, you know, right off into the sunset with super bowl championships. But I mean, green Bay just, you know, they've complicated things on their own end and they, you know, by drafting Jordan love and then Rogers winning MVP, they've now set themselves up for an ugly situation Whenever that comes to a head, whether it's through the fact that they're trading a first round quarterback for something less than a first round pick or they're trading Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, obviously it doesn't matter what you're trading him for. You lose that trade, you know, I mean, like they're they're going to they're going to they're going to come out the losing end of whatever this situation is and everybody's job will be on the line, you know, either way because, I mean, they put all their eggs in the Jordan Love basket and Aaron Rodgers' basket was not empty, you know? I mean, the, <laughs> he had a lot left in the tank. So now we're sitting here. Um, and, uh, you know, a Super Bowl, like I said, winning cures all. I mean, a, I feel like a Super Bowl would get them all back. I feel like Devontae, Rodgers, they'd all be back. You run it back. You do whatever it takes to run it back and just try to win as long as possible. But to me... You know that's what has to happen, and let's go win a Super Bowl and then see what happens. Let's just forget about next off season for now. Let's just enjoy the moment. Let's go win a championship for once, and you know for the first time, and it'll be eleven years now. Let's just go do that, and then worry about what happens after. You know, let's go do the thing that we've been trying to do for all these years. The goal doesn't change just because we've got guys that are futures on, are uncertain. You know, let's let's go do something that we've been trying to do for years and years. And to me, it starts with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm glad that he's back.
0: Yeah, me too. I honestly, I'm just thinking about our video that we made, and a lot of the points still stand. Like, I still don't understand why this has to be the last dance. I don't understand why Jordan Love, like, they're so tied to Jordan Love. Just, I don't, I don't, I get it. Like, they really like him. They traded up for him. They like him. Then, and, and <laughs> pretty much any other team in the league did, but. I just don't understand from like an odds perspective. What are the odds that he's going to be a good quarterback? And any quarterback in the league, it's like fifty percent maybe that they're going to be good. What's or what's Jordan Love's ceiling? Probably Josh Allen, maybe. Like odds are he's going to be the high end of the Jordan Love spectrum is probably around Josh Allen from last year. Is that really even so if we trade Jordan Love to someone else and he comes out to be 2020 Josh Allen but we still have MVP Aaron Rodgers all-time great like is that really a losing deal? I don't yeah. understand why why Jordan Love just has to be the quarterback of the future. And if if we move on from him when Aaron's time is actually done, not 2019 done, when he's actually ready to go into the sunset, we can just draft another quarterback like we did with Jordan Love with what pick? The 24th pick? 26. Yeah. 26. I don't think it's that hard to find quarterbacks in the NFL, especially ones that are, you know, of Jordan Love's talent.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, why Jordan – why are they so tied to Jordan Love but, like, just refuse to treat Rodgers the right way? Like, it's just – it's hard to believe really. But to me, like, I I just look at it like – OK, if it if comes to a point like why, why does it have to be the last dance? Why? I mean, I have all these questions as well. To me, Jordan Love, I mean, like he, we've seen him in practice and, and we, you know, he, this is his second year, his first training camp. I mean, he's had picks, you know, already like he's uh, and it's, he's young and I understand that it's still early and he's got to develop, as everybody always says. But like, why are we going to all of a sudden go from having the best quarterback in the world? to wanting to, like why are we why are we changing that the fact that we have the best quarterback in the world we're trying to win super bowls we're going to go from that to developing a quarterback for what reason I just don't get it right like Jordan Love is he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers and he's not going to be anywhere close we can't anticipate that we can't expect that the front office's ego is so big that they think whoever they draft is going to be the next Aaron Rodgers I mean you know Aaron Rodgers with with you know a lack of ego Aaron Rodgers that he, like they they're hoping that they get Aaron Rodgers talent without you know just a guy that's going to sit and shut up and play like that's who, <laughs> that's what they're hoping for that they get with Jordan Love and I it's just like mind-boggling it's a front office ego it's crazy how big their ego is and, and how brainwashed they are at the idea that everything they do is going to come out and and work perfectly in their favor and it's
0: just another example of that Yeah, yeah, I agree for the most part. I mean, with Aaron's gripes with the team, it's like Tom Silverstein asked Aaron straight up, like, you know, you haven't, you haven't, you wouldn't have been right if you were able to persuade Gudikunsen to keeping some of these guys like Jordy Nelson, who went to Oakland and, you know, didn't really do too much. Randall Cobb, he's been okay since he left, but not spectacular. And, you know, there's a point to that where, Maybe it was time to move on from some of these guys, but I think Aaron's issue relies more on how they did it, the way they did it, the way they didn't offer Jordy a pay cut or Randall Cobb or Julius Pepper. Julius Pepper's a cheap contract to retire in Green Bay. Um, Julius Pepper's, by the way, probably one of the worst defenders on the list of names he named because he went on to Carolina and still had a lot left in the tank. When we could have, when we were, when we had Nick Perry.
1: That's, I mean, that's, that's exactly like a perfect way to put it. Like we, we sacrificed Julius Peppers to have the young up and comer, Nick Perry. And we signed him to this huge extension. And then it, uh, that's one of the ones that didn't work out. Obviously Micah Hyde, we had safety Micah issues Hyde. for years and years and years after he left. I mean, Jordy, no, we have Casey to have to say, Hayward, Casey, Casey Hayward, Hayward and one. Micah
0: Hyde together. It's just like, how many first round picks have we spent on defensive backs since both of them left? You know,
1: it's crazy. Like they've, they've all this capital on, they could have just signed the free agent that they, that they had on their, on their roster. And instead they're spending pick after pick all this draft capital that they worry about so much. I mean, imagine if they could use that on positions that they didn't need. Or positions that they actually would have needed, you know what I mean, if they just kept their guys around. But instead we're you know, we're searching for whatever every year, whether it's a cornerback because we didn't bring back Hayward, whether it's we're looking for receivers later in late rounds and not drafting guys. Like it's just so many different scenarios of if we just brought our guys back, or if we kept Jordy around, or if we kept Clay around, like the depth Everything just keeping guys around on, on shorter deals with with less money, guys who want to stay, guys who have been in Green Bay, you know. To me, Randall Cobb, this is one of the ones that probably was mishandled the most. Should they have paid him nine million or ten million a year when he got when he left Green Bay? No, but he he was willing to take a pay cut. And I had people telling me right at the time of when he when he left, and after his second after his second contract was signed with Houston. And up, up until last week that as soon as Randall Cobb left, uh, left Green Bay, he was trying to figure out how to get back, whether it was to take less money to renegotiate, whatever. I mean, even when he signed with Dallas, he was hoping like, maybe I'll get cut and, and come back. And, but like, he wanted to go back so bad and he never wanted to leave. And, and I was told that last week after, after hearing it a year ago and now, he comes out and says, "Like man, I was trying to get back there at this entire time, and he—I knew how much he was willing to take less, and and he just wanted to play with Rodgers and compete for a championship again." And he said, "You know, I saw the other side of it, which is playing for a team like Houston, who's—he he called them a startup. He called <laughs> it like prison. Like he—he he was really <laughs> going in. He was going in on them. I mean, can they have no him? chance. They have no chance to win. And and he wants to win." Aaron Rodgers said. Guys come to Green Bay to play with me, and he's 100% right. Randall Cobb wants to be there because of Aaron, because of him, and because they can win a championship with Aaron. The Packers, they don't understand that. They don't understand that Rodgers is what makes it all go. Brian Gutekunst has said those exact words before, but he doesn't truly understand or believe that. Um, So with Randall Cobb now, maybe it's something that can be a step in the right direction for the relationship I would hope it is. Um, I hope that Rodgers, you know, sees it as like a, an olive branch that not only, you know, shows him that his voice is being heard to some extent, but also shows that he's willing to improve the team with, with whatever his input is. Um, and that relationship, I hope, is starting to mend a little bit. They both called it a professional relationship on the same day. I mean, it's just, you know, that there's such a clear tension between those two. It's clear It's so crazy.
0: I would really want to hear just, you know, Gutekunst's candid thoughts on the whole situation, which we're never going to hear. But, like, trading for Randall Cobb, that is so not something he would do. Especially, like, (laughs) he let go of him already. He let him walk in free agency already. And then he's going to trade draft capital, his his day three picks that we know he loves so much. He's going to trade one of those to get Cobb back in Green Bay. Um, That is... Obviously, he said in himself a move to please Aaron Rodgers. Very important to Aaron Rodgers, he said. Um, So is that like, do you think that's Gutekunst going, willing to go all in in 2021 to win a Super Bowl with his last year with Aaron Rodgers? Or do you think that's him trying to mend the relationship between the two? Because it kind of seems like both of them know this is it. And, you know, they say that it's a professional relationship, but we all kind of know what that means. It's very high tension between the two. So, do you think do you think the Cobb move is Goody trying to trying to make Aaron happy, willing to stick around for after twenty one, or do you think he's just going to go all in for twenty one?
1: I mean, that's the question, right? Like, it, they're saying they're trying to mend the relationship. They're saying it's Rogers for twenty twenty one and beyond. That to- that tone has kind of changed since this new reworked deal, which we'll get into, has come about that brought him back. I mean, Gutukuns, like you said, he made it clear that that he brought Cobb back to the Packers because Aaron Rodgers wanted it. I don't think he's slighting Cobb there. I don't think he's saying like, he knows Cobb can play and he knows how important he is to the locker room. I don't think he's like, I don't think he was reluctant to bring him back, you know, especially on a reduced salary. I don't think he hated that. Um, I just think he's rather trying to show that he's willing to take Aaron Rodgers insight into account at least for this year and follow through on one, on one move there, at least in the, I just hope that those kinds of conversations and communication, I hope that happens and continues to happen both publicly and privately. Uh, You know, I want those things to go on between them um, more so privately, because that's where, that's where Aaron's voice is going to be able to truly be heard and the relationship can truly be mended. Um, For me, when you look at whether it's 2021 go all in, or trying to mend the relationship and, and also help him go all in this year and then, then mend the relationship as well. I think it's probably a little bit of a mix of both because Brian Gutekunst is – he's not going to – I don't think it's like, okay, we're going to love regardless of what happens. If love can't play, love can't play, and then they're, they're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. So um, I think he's keeping his options open. And, you know, you know some would call it smart – but with Aaron Rodgers, it's hard to do anything other than keep him around and make him happy and t- to call somebody smart. But uh, for me, that's that's what it comes down to, and I think that we're going to get some more answers on that as we see what happens with this team and after this season. But, yeah, it's definitely a mix of both for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, is there anything else from that Rodgers press conference that we didn't hit? It was so much that he said that it's, it's hard to keep track of. I mean, well, we, like you
1: mentioned, we saw that he hit. Uh, he went on five minutes at least straight. He, you know, so, uh, Tom yeah, Pelissero. The first question, right? Tom Pelissero it I forget what the exact. He said. He was. said,
0: "What is this all? Ab- what was this all about for you?" In the moment, I'm like, "That's a stupid question." Yeah, and then I'm he like gets five minutes. I'm like,
1: so he's gonna he's gonna just punt on that. Like that yeah. gave no that. I mean, he just said, "What was this all about for you?" And that gave no like direct yeah. question about the situation and i thought why. rogers i thought rogers was just gonna be like yeah so wanted to take care of my mental health make myself happy you know i'm back uh i'll be you know i'm gonna play football like he, i thought he wouldn't provide anything on the true yeah. insight of what he was gave going everything on. do you think he, he gave everything and more he gave everything and more yeah i mean you saw him look down you yeah saw him look he, down he kept looking paper. down
0: i didn't know if he was just avoiding eye contact he definitely had notes and yeah it seemed like a. Uh, you could tell he was like reading something at times,
1: yeah, well, it looked like he had that what he had was that list of of um of the names. guys who we wanted to call yeah. out, yeah mm-hmm. and and show love to and
0: you it know like Co's statements too,
1: yeah, yeah, I think he had things in mind that he wanted to say, like he was waiting for the right time to obviously now that he was back, he was he knows that he he didn't say anything, so he really made up for it by giving everybody the insight. He's not going to, you know, I think he's going to be open again about everything and, and not leave Packers fans in the dark when, when he's trying to figure out what his next move is and, and if he's coming back and whatnot. Sometimes he doesn't really know the answer to the questions that we're all asking himself. So I think that he wanted to stay quiet. He really didn't want any of this stuff to get out at all because he's not that kind of person to air things out publicly. Of course, he's the most private athlete on the planet, but, uh, I I do think that, you know, a lot of things transpired. Um, We saw what he said and and what that means for the team going forward. There's obviously some pessimism about his future. Um, But this season, he seems to be, you know, he was asked if he wants to be on this team currently, and he said he does twice. He genuinely feels that way. I don't think he's lying, you know. He could have easily said, right? He could have said something that would have, you know, made us question it, but he – He was, I feel like he was being honest when he said, You know, do you want to be on this team? And he said, I do, I do. And I believe Mm
0: him. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, he said he did contemplate retirement, something that none of us thought he would ever do retire. Yeah. But apparently he really thought about it. And, you know, him coming back, him having that competitive fire in him still, you know, he, he, his issues definitely reside with the front office, Brian Gutekunst, Smart Murphy, and whoever else. But he said repeatedly he loves the coaches, loves his teammates, loves his players, um, loves the fans, I mean, and he's the pictures and videos of him at training camp, it looks just like he did last year, just as happy and you know how did he describe his, his mental <laughs> his mental uh position last year? Oh, his future his future is a beautiful mystery. Yeah. just enjoying himself with his teammates, having fun. I mean he, yeah he
1: he's he's in I think he's still in that same state of mind um he's got everything he needs in life like he's obviously getting married soon he's moving into that later stage of his life where he's kind of now in that spot where he's just trying to take every day moment by moment and he knows he's getting older it's not the same like he doesn't have tons of years left where he's just like Moving along, you know, enjoying the ride, like he's kind of trying to truly take it all in and stop and smell the roses, um, while also having much, much more that truly matters to him outside of the game, um, where so football's not everything for him anymore. Like he's got so much else going on in his life, um, you know. And we talked about how the Favre and Rogers thing there was some similarities, but no true connections. Well this you know, the fact that now we've heard that Rogers was truly contemplating retirement and Randall Cobb stating that him and him and Aaron had conversations about it, deep conversations about the possibility. I mean that that's a true connection. I mean, you're talking about the first time we've heard it, but it's I mean, now we're talking about Rogers contemplating retirement. I mean he could go next year. Who knows? Maybe this is maybe this is his last dance and he's done after like maybe he doesn't even play. And I that would, happened? I would, I would much rather see that as a Packers fan. Than, oh, me too. Than see him go on another team like that especially would Especially if
0: it if it ends with a Lombardi. Ooh. Yeah. I'll, oh, yeah. I mean, that would Jordan that Love you know, all day, bro. I'm happy about that. Yeah.
1: Then I feel like as long you know that that would be something that I think most Packers fans would be open to, especially because Aaron is still. I mean, he's got his health. He's got a life ahead of him. I mean, he could host Jeopardy for goodness' sakes. Like this guy could do anything <laughs> he wants. You know, I I like just to have Aaron around as the Packers quarterback that never left. That would be something special, just as special as him staying for 10 more years. You know, like just to have him as the Packers quarterback that, you know, stayed his whole career, won a Super Bowl and rode off into the sunset. That would be something that I would totally be open to, you know. Absolutely. uh, So that's definitely an option, I think. But this is now becoming a a far of like situation where now Rodgers is it's almost like he has one foot out the door and not to another team necessarily, but maybe to just retirement life. And that, that certainly is, um, you know, something that is a possibility and and we're going to have to figure out what's next for him there as well.
0: I still don't think he's going to retire. I still think that um, him skipping OTAs in the spring was (laughs) just because he didn't want to go. He had better things to do. He's talked about being anti OTAs before, so I'm pretty sure that's all that was. Uh, I don't. I think he was saying he was closer to retirement than he probably actually was. Just because AJ Hawk was saying from the very beginning that there's no chance he retires. So it was James Jones. You know, um, who else? John Kuhn. They all said that. So I, I still don't think that he was really about to retire. But I don't know. Maybe he does hate the Packers that much. It is upsetting seeing him on the field, thinking about how. He's not as proud to wear that G as he once was It's upsetting I'm, yeah I don't know if it's
1: see I, like I think that like you know the idea that he may would be interested in playing somewhere else or like he would be willing to not wear the G is like it's something hard to swallow but at the same time like I think he's totally he says it's an honor to play quarterback for this team and he said that uh, just in his press conference the other day. So I think he understands the brevity of the situation that he's the quarterback of the, you know, the best football team in NFL history and the greatest organization in sports. (laughs) Like, I think he still understands that. But he also, you know, there are doubts that he has about, you know, the way things are headed financially for him and other things like that. So, I mean, there, there that is certainly a thing that is real. The idea that he may not want to wear it as much, or he's not as happy wearing it, but he looks happy. He says he's it's truly still an honor to play quarterback for this team. And like, apart from the front office, I think it's still that same love and passion and desire he has for the city, the organization, from a you know from a team standpoint, uh, not necessarily the front office or the business aspect, but and then the organization from a team standpoint, and the fans, and the coaches, and the players, and everything else, Lambeau Field, all of it. I think that love is just as, you know, just as great as it was um, when he was a rookie, when he won a Super Bowl, all of that. So to me, I, I definitely agree that that's that's a good point that you made about maybe that it's not the same, but there are still a lot of aspects that haven't changed for him.
0: I feel like we can't come out of this without talking about how this entire situation has affected the the fan base, the state of the fan base over the summer. It's very divisive. I mean, that like. I see the I feel I feel like Packer fans are more against each other than they've ever been in my time of being a fan. Maybe since Mike McCarthy got fired, I know you were you were a little pro McCarthy back then, Bron. <laughs> we got we got pretty heated back then in 2018, but you know we're on the same side of this now, obviously. But it just seems like a lot of fans are ready to move on from Rodgers. They're calling him Aaron Rodgers, Karen Rodgers. I mean come on. I don't think you have to be on anyone's side here. I mean I'd say we're probably more on Rodgers' side but you know I get I I get Gutekun's perspective. Drafting for the future just that's how that's exactly what happened with Rodgers in 2005. You know, if in 2008 they didn't move off of Favre and uh go with Rodgers, if they had stuck with Favre then it would have it would have drastically changed the entire Packers history of the last 10 years. So I get where they're coming from but you know obviously Rogers has bones to pick. And I understand them.
1: Yeah. There's there's plenty of blame to go around. It starts with, you know, the fact that there was a mismanagement of the relationship from the beginning. And then that was exacerbated by the picking of the quarterback in the first round. Like that was like the tip of the iceberg, like, great. So you take a quarterback now, and now not only are you slighting people that I love and players and teammates. And now it's about me as well. Now, now it's me too. And you're hurting the people that I love my teammates by not bringing them back, by mistreating them. I mean, that was it for him. Like he was like, well, I mean, if I'm not even the guy here anymore, like if I'm getting treated the same way, I mean, like, it's just so much that it's too much to describe in just one episode. We've talked about it ad nauseum over the course of the, you know, last several, several months. And there's just so much blame to go around Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, like Aaron Rodgers gets blamed, just, you know, I don't even know exactly what for, like, but I mean, he's just, the, his, the issue is not a one-sided thing. Like, there is a whole aspect of this that we don't know because Rodgers is so quiet and private, but I mean, you know, the fact that the relationship hasn't been mended, you can blame both sides, because when you talk about the input on personnel decisions, Rodgers always said, you know no they'd never listen to me Brian this was in public Brian Gudekunst always said Rogers is always welcome he's always you know his my door is always open especially for a guy like him so he's always but the problem was that neither of them were willing to make the first move on in that regard so Rogers just assumed his input wasn't valued and Goodakunst just assumed Rogers didn't want to give it and they were both unhappy with the way that you know that was at that that point in the relationship so now With Rodgers being able to bring Randall Cobb in, who we'll talk about coming up here now, um, and now his voice being heard, Brian Gutekunst now very much knows that Rodgers wants input on decisions. So if they can make that happen, maybe Rodgers will be happy once again. Uh, But let's talk about this Randall Cobb situation now. We've got him back. I do want to discuss with you what what you think his purpose on the field will be for the team, his value to the locker room, obviously to Aaron Rodgers. Um, And how this move went down and everything surrounding it.
0: Well, Randall Cobb coming back, first of all, is just very, (laughs) it it, it elated me for sure, because I didn't think it was real, and then when I realized it was real, and then when he posted and I was like, oh, this is like really, really real, it was, I was so, I was so happy, just Randall Cobb, he was my, when I first started watching football, he was my favorite player, his first jersey I ever had, I loved Randall Cobb, and you know, he had some slow seasons in Green Bay in 17 and 18, and I understood why he was out the door, but I've no I've wanted nothing but the best for him. He's one of the nicest guys to ever play football probably. He's such a he's such a nice guy and I was so happy for him and you know he said him and his wife they both cried tears of joy when they realized they were coming back to Green Bay and like you said, he was talking about Green Bay being the fortune 500 company and Houston being a startup and people were saying he just got out of prison. Oh man, I, I'm happy for the guy. His wife posted pictures on her Instagram story of their kids wearing their Packer jerseys again. That's great for them. I'm happy they're back. On the field, I'm keeping my expectations very low because it's the only way to not get disappointed. And, uh, you know, Cobb obviously is 30 years old. He's not, he doesn't have his young legs that he used to have in 2011, but there's a chance that he does make a make a pretty solid impact on the team. Obviously, we've never had a true slot receiver with Matt LaFleur with the um on the sideline for the Packers. Um, we've always gone with Geronimo Allison or Alan Lazard or Devontae Adams or MVS at times in the slot. We've never had a true slot guy to just stick in there on all three downs. But Randall Cobb obviously gives that and you know he's like a big brother to Amari Rogers, Roger said. So it's great for him to be able to mentor him. And I do have a little nugget here, Braun. In two thousand and nineteen, when Cobb was with the Cowboys, his adjusted depth of target was ten point two, which was the highest of Randall Cobb's entire career. And he had eight hundred and twenty eight yards that season, which was his most since two thousand sixteen. You know, obviously in two thousand seventeen, twenty eighteen, the guy was not very good, and you can go stalk my Instagram. I I was saying at the time that it's definitely because of the way Mike McCarthy utilizes him, and we, all he did was he would line up in the backfield at times, which was so stupid, and he would give him the little flat routes and let him run three yards before getting tackled for a four-yard game on you know second and ten. It was very frustrating how Mike McCarthy used Randall Cobb in the later years, but now that we've got an actual innovative head coach who was with the times, I'm pretty excited for what he could do, but again, keeping my expectations low.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about getting Randall Cobb back. It, it it really ties the team together. I think from just looking at it on paper, it's like okay, you get Randall Cobb back. Uh, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is going to love it. Devontae Adams is going to love it. Bakhtiari, you can go down the list. Guys are going to love having him in the locker room. Matt Lafleur mentioned how the locker room went crazy when he first stepped in, and you know after the practice, and everybody acknowledged that he was there. So that's that's special, I mean, to have him back in, in the fold. is It's like no one would have ever thought this would happen because Brian Gutekunst never makes moves like this. He never makes a move that would, especially bringing a guy back after he cut him, like when he was only 28 years old. I mean, Cobb is only 30 now, and he's still got a lot left in the tank, if you ask me. Like I, I think he's dealt with some injuries, but I think with Aaron Rodgers back and Aaron, him with Cobb, I think they can certainly have a good year together. I think Cobb can certainly be a starting receiver. when you add a starting receiver this late in the in the offseason program, now we're in the we're into training camp and they just added a starting slot receiver. You know, he'll be perfect for Amari Rogers development. He'll be perfect as uh, a security blanket for Aaron, as a teammate for, for Devontae, uh, as a leader in the locker room. The move to me, a sixth round pick he's getting paid whatever somewhere between like 3 and 5 million by green bay it's a move that you make and i'm pretty excited to have him back um i look forward to what he seeing what he can do now once again in this new offense that seems to fit him well um and i'm excited for what's to come there
0: yeah and it makes it makes sense from Roderick's perspective why he would want him cobb's one of his best friends that he's ever played with Um, this is the last dance in green Bay. He wants Cobb to stick around for it. You know, he wants to go win a championship with Randall Cobb there, and he doesn't have time to wait around on Amari Rogers to develop. What if Amari Rogers isn't the best thing in the world in 2021, then we're, we have exactly what we had last year, which we complained about all season long. And so it's nice to have a veteran wide receiver, which we've been begging for, for two and a half years now. It's nice that it finally comes late July, right as training camp starts. But, you know, I'll take it. And Randall Cobb, again, he's not what he once was, but he has the chemistry with Rodgers. They're best friends. It's going to be nice to see them back on the field again. And uh, just a quick note, week, uh, what was that? Week 14, 2018, we played the Atlanta Falcons at Lambeau Field. I was there, and I got to see what I thought was Randall Cobb's last touchdown as a Packer, but it, it was indeed not because he's going to catch many more this year.
1: Yeah, I definitely think he can come back. Like I think people are gonna be surprised by how much of an impact he has on the field. Everybody treats him like this old like guy who's on the verge of retiring or something. Like he's like I said, he's only thirty <laughs> years old. He's he's not even close to done. I mean the guys on this team currently that were here before him are older. Guys in the league are older, Hopkins is one year younger. DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals is 1 year younger than Cobb and they're obviously not the same player but it's pretty clear that you know Cobb can certainly still play if he wants to and, and it looks like he does obviously playing now with the Packers he's back where he wanted to be all along and now I think I think he might surprise some people statistically like he's going to have a good season. I he could be the number 2 receiver on this football team. You look at this receiver depth chart and it gets really interesting. You've got Obviously, Devontae Adams leading the way, doing everything. You, and I'm not going to go in any crazy order, but you have Randall Cobb here. You have Alan Lazard. You have MVS. And those four guys are really, really, they're, they're going to be huge factors for this, for this offense. And then you go down the line. You look at Devin Funches, who was a number one receiver at different points in Carolina. He was on a Super Bowl team with the Panthers. And he's gonna, I think he's going to come back and have an impact as well. Amari Rogers is there now, and he's a, a slot guy who's going to get experience and a veteran teaching from Randall Cobb, uh, who can do he can do a lot of things. He he was very productive with a good quarterback at Clemson, so he's super exciting. And then EQ is still there, and other guys that that are coming out and showing out and playing well in camp. We've heard a lot about Jawan Winfrey, uh, in camp so far as a standout guy who is you know threatening to make the roster. I, I feel like they're going to have to keep six to seven guys this year. Um, with now with bringing Cobb on, I mean, you would think about that move. Brian Gutekunst making that move is basically saying we're going to keep another receiver on the roster, or we're going to cut you. We're going to have to cut a young player. Like, and that's not something he usually does. Of course, he'll take the young guy over the older guy like he has in the past by cutting Randall Cobb and keeping guys like Equinemius and others, um, Malik Taylor, who, you know, and whatnot. So now, um, when you look at the way that this roster is shaping out, maybe they keep an extra receiver, or maybe it's a guy like Malik T- Taylor or Jawan Win- Winfrey that might have made it, and now Randall Cobb is kind of taking their place. But this is a super deep receiving core, and I'm super excited to uh, watch it on the field with Rodgers.
0: Let's talk about wide receiver numero uno, Devontae Adams. And it seems like could be his last year. You know, he also posted the last dance picture on his Instagram – Obviously, that was less talked about than Rodgers because we've got a long way to go with his contract discussions. But he is a free agent after this season, and apparently the the talks have uh, completely ended. I, I forget the specific wording of Rappaport's report, but um, you know, with with Rogers, if he's out the door this year, I don't think there's any chance Devontae's coming back. Especially if they're not going to give him twenty seven million dollars a year, which is what Hopkins is earning right now. But I he's gonna be 29 years old he wants a championship and i'm sure he doesn't want to play in green bay you know i'm i'm sure he would much rather play on on the west coast where he's from so if if he's not going to get the the top dog money from green bay and aaron Rodgers isn't even there anymore i don't think there's any reason for him to stick around
1: and that's the troubling thing like you're gonna see and Devante is the least like he's not the least of their issues i mean when if Rodgers were to leave like he said, people play in Green Bay because of me, and he was not being—he wasn't being facetious. He wasn't being egotistical. He was just saying that because it's true. Guys want to play in Green Bay, like Golden Tate reaching out to Rodgers or Jimmy Graham. Like all these guys, these veterans want to come play for Green Bay. Randall Cobb being another one, obviously, who's played with Rodgers. But guys call Aaron Rodgers and say, "I want to come play," and Rodgers has never, you know, helped in the recruiting. He wanted to this year. With those things, you know, the falling out that they had, you know, contractually and stuff, Packers didn't have any money to spend in free agency. That hurt the relationship as well. I mean, there was just so many factors. Now we're sitting in a spot where if Devon, if Rodgers were to leave at some point, Zedarius is gone, Devontae could easily be gone. As much as they may want to lock him up and sign him, they'll probably – I don't think they can afford a franchise tag on him. You know, they have no money. So, I mean – if like, I don't know how this ends with Devontae, especially if Rogers leaves. I mean, and how can you how can you sit there and say, okay, here's what we're gonna do as an organization: we're gonna let the best player in the NFL go, and then we're gonna also let the best receiver in the NFL, a top ten player in the league, we're also gonna let him go and call it a win or or feel like you did the right thing as a front that- office. There's no way that 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 happens.
0: That is only justified with a Super Bowl win. If we win the Super Bowl and it's like we put all our eggs into the 2021 basket, then I could see that happening. But if if we win anything, if we do anything other than win the Super Bowl this season, I, there's it's going to be a, a colossal letdown. Just by the way, everything's shaping up right now it is Super Bowl or bust for sure in Green Bay. Which, uh, you know, every year, Super Bowl or bust is the the mantra of Lambeau Field. But this year, more than ever, with the way they're going all in and the the last opportunities we have with Rodgers and maybe Devontae and Zedarius and a lot of guys to sign. We have a this is the thing that comes with drafting good players. You got to sign all of them to extensions and (laughs) eventually you just run out of money. And we're at that point here where we just we can't afford to pay everyone.
1: Yeah, I mean like like I was saying like it won't be just Devonte. Like we heard Zadarius is unhappy with his contract. I was hearing that as well like from people, you know, close to the team. Like Devante, like Zedarius badly wanted an extension like and he didn't get it. And then the fact that his contract they did they didn't explain to him the re, you know, that's why he fired his agent. The restructuring of his contract, he was not fully aware of what that meant. Um and it, and it kind of just like Spread out money that he was going to get at one time, and it spread it out over the course of multiple weeks throughout the season. And and he was just you know he wasn't unsure. He was unsure of the true uh, meaning of the restructure. And then he changed agents, and you know he's he, I know he's unhappy with his contract. He loves Green Bay. He wants to finish his career in Green Bay, but he's not happy with the way his contract was handled. So he's unhappy with the front office as well, among other players. So now. I mean, you're looking at guys like Robert Tunyon too, who who certainly you know he's got uh, he's going to have a major co- a contract coming up after this season. Um, Alan Lazard he could get paid. MVS will certainly get paid if he gets let go. Jair Alexander is coming in two years. Like these these are important players to this team, and guys will walk away and go somewhere else. Whether it's maybe if Rodgers were to go somewhere else, he'll start calling these guys like MVS come play for the and and it will happen because he will wherever he goes will give him that kind of you know if he doesn't get in Green Bay Rodgers will get the Brady Buccaneers treatment of you make some moves yourself Aaron Rodgers the GM <laughs> like he will get those kind of moves and he, and Rodgers
0: will start calling Whoever's trading for Rodgers has to know that they're going to have to give him a <laughs> whoever's lot Whoever's trading
1: for Rodgers is trading for a general manager <laughs> Yeah they're trading for <laughs> they're
0: trading for a big wig, not just a quarterback
1: Right, exactly, and and that's I mean, and plenty of teams, these poverty franchises, will eat that up. Like, oh, oh yes, yeah. you could uh-huh. be our GM too, and you could actually own the team as well, and you can, uh, and you could play receiver if you want. Like,
0: you let <laughs> them let do whatever you want. And that's the thing, man. That's the thing. Roger said it that he doesn't want the, the, exact like straight up decision of whether to sign a guy or cut a guy or trade for someone but he just wants his voice heard but you know for a fact like if the if the washington football team are able to get their hands on him and send us a couple first round picks they are gonna stri- fire dan snyder name the stadium after rogers name the, name the i guess they could name the franchise after rogers oh yeah they're right changing now.
1: their name yeah <laughs> washington rogers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's funny man i mean like yeah I, there's just it's so much uncertainty i'll use roger's quote again that i wouldn't call it a beautiful mystery at this point it's it's really not beautiful it's it's, it's not beautiful quite ugly. No. it's it's quite no. ugly at this point but it is a and mystery. seven
0: months are beautiful potentially but you know anything after that is yeah. yeah definitely a mystery
1: yeah it's not a beautiful one but it is certainly a
0: mystery but um, it's like which layer of hell are we gonna end in <laughs> That's <laughs> the mystery.
1: Oh man! All right, let's let's talk about training camp here because this is exciting. This is always fun when training camp rolls around and you get to hear guys talk and the media is there now and we're seeing them not on virtual press conferences but we're seeing them at the podium. It's a lot of fun to watch and it's a lot of fun to see guys um, at camp. You know the young guys we always hear about who the young up and coming star is and and who's having you know, great practices, who's not playing great. I, You know, you look at this roster on paper and you look at the guys. I mentioned the, uh, the wide receiver depth chart, how exciting that room is to see which of those guys really shines through and how many they're willing to keep with the addition of Randall Cobb. That's really exciting. You look at the offensive line with so much depth. They just added um, Dennis Kelly, the right tackle from Tennessee uh, originally, uh, who's now – he was a free agent. They wanted to sign him potentially uh, in free agency, and he's been sitting out there, just like Devondre Campbell was the linebacker spot. I mean, they've, they've continued. Brian Gutekunst has done a phenomenal job, even you know dating back to last year, uh, of finding guys at a bargain bin level and adding them to an already stacked room and an already stacked roster and helping improve the, the spots that there could be more depth with guys that, if, let's say, Bill Turner were to go down, you plug in Dennis Kelly, who is a starting tackle in this league, Like, there's not going to be that much of a drop-off. Like th- He's done that over and over again by adding guys, veterans, uh, on really cheap deals that are helping to make this team a championship roster. And that, I think, is Brian Gutekunst's best attribute, not drafting not free agency, the big fish, but finding the small guys to add to a championship roster. And he's done a phenomenal job at that this year. And, and I think the Dennis Kelly signing, the Randall Cobb trade, whether you want to give Rogers the credit or Brian Gutekunst for actually executing the move. Those are the kinds of moves that green Bay makes that, okay, now our receiving core, it's got depth everywhere. Like they've got so much talent, the Devin Funches, the Randall Cobb, the Devante Adams, the veterans there. Then you've got the younger guys in MVS you've got EQ still there in the mix who and he was the draft pick that they like and and he's had some success over the years like they're so deep at these spots now specifically the receiver position the offensive line like those are two spots where now they've put themselves in a position to succeed by per, by protecting not only who they have as the starter, but adding depth to those spots and and keeping them in contention, which they tried to do with, with the offensive line. With Bak- When Bakhtiari went down, that was a little too much to overcome, but they were set everywhere else along the board, and I feel like they've done that once again for a championship 2021 season.
0: Yeah, I mean, very well said. This offense, I mean, just looking at offense, it looks like this. There's no reason for any kind of, like, declined other other than standard regression at various spots on the offense. It looks like it's just going to be more of what we saw in 2020, which is offensive excellence week in week out. Uh, you know, the, the one major weakness, not even a major weakness, but the one, the worst part of this offense was the offensive line. And now this Deni, Dennis Kelly signing just kind of, you know, plugs up any straight up holes, weak links that we had on the offensive line. If we, if we have to go without David Bakhtiari for a while, uh, I think we're going to be at least okay, and it's not going to be you know total disaster. Which Matt Lafleur, Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be able to they're going to be able to get through. So this offense, I mean, even without Cobb, even without Kelly, we could have expected it to be just you know pretty good, above average, with Rodgers coming back and Devontae Adams still on the field. But now it's just like uh, <laughs> it, we're so focused on what's happening after the season that it's hard to it's hard to remember that this offense is going to be probably pretty special once again.
1: I think it's it, it could be even more number one than it was last year. Like I think this offense is even better from a talent standpoint. Like A lot of things have to fall in their favor, but I think they're better. Like Their, their roster is just better overall. The only thing that is different is that Corey Lindsley isn't there, but they've done a great job of drafting. They drafted a guy in the second round, Josh Myers, and they're expecting him to play right away and start. And they've got depth. Like, Lucas Patrick can play center. Elton Jenkins can play center. I mean, with the only thing would be if David Bakhtiari didn't come back for a, an extended period of time. But even then, they've had success without him before. You know, like, of course, we saw in the championship game that we need him badly. But, I mean... But not done, that badly. Even that right. game was close. Yeah, exactly. Like, even like without Adams, we've won almost every... I, I think whether almost every yeah. game or every lost game, game he's game. played. Exactly, yeah. right. So... I mean, they they're so ready for this kind of this kind of depth, and I think that now you look at um, just the, the roster as a whole, and like I said, it's set up it's set up to where if even if a guy gets hurt, they have the guy to step up right away, and that's what separates these teams, and that's how you win a Super Bowl by staying healthy. The team, the healthiest team is going to be in the best position to win because they're going to have the most true starters starting, you know, and I, I think the Packers have set themselves up to have guys who could be potential starters underneath whether it's young guys like like Amari Rodgers could step in and probably start in the slot right away um, but we've got Randall Cobb there to mentor him and if Cobb were to go down we've got a great really great guy behind him with Rodgers and it's the same thing like even at worst if if a guy like you know like if a guy like Jair were to go down like we have a starting corner in Kevin King who has not that he's you know the best corner in the league but he's started for a long time and now we've got this young draft pick, Eric Stokes. I feel like they could get, get get by with Josh Jackson in the mix as well and others. They've done a good job of everywhere. Every single spot, they've got guys that are ready to step up and play. Um, so it's truly encouraging. This is, the cha- this is a championship roster. It's really not always about having an all-star team. It's about having uh, the deepest roster you can so that when injuries come, and they will, and they always do, they'll be ready for it.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to just get into the preseason this year. You know, we didn't go we didn't have any preseason last year, obviously, so it's gonna be our first good look at a lot of guys like Amari Rodgers. I'm excited to see what he can do. And, you know, Jordan Love, obviously, Jordan Love. What does he look like in a real game setting? We don't really know yet. And I'm very excited for that. When does when does preseason start? Do you have a date?
1: Yeah, I forget well, I'll just the Hall of Game the Hall of Fame game is like I think a little less than a week away or it might be a week away. Um, okay. Oh, I think it's next Thursday. So it'll it'll be 6 days from when we're recording here now. Um, okay. which is hard to believe. Like think
0: about that. Yeah, but that's crazy, man. We're going to know, see a we football get older game, time right? gets faster. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, crazy. it's crazy. It
0: is crazy. The off seasons they just go like that now. Yeah. Uh
1: especially uh, with the way that this off season kind of felt a little bit tumultuous and long. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, this one this one is pretty long, yeah.
1: Yeah, this one dragged on a bit, but I mean, yeah, the like Usually when it's not, like, something constantly being talked about for Green Bay, the days go slow, but, like, the weeks go by fast. Like, each day seems like, you know, sometimes when there's nothing to talk about, it's just, like, you know, the days go by. But, like, when we're sitting here, like, and then the weeks start coming of training camp and then family night's here, then the preseason's over, and then all of a sudden, like, we're in week one, and then the season's starting, and by the time the season ends, you're like when where did it even all go you know i know yeah and i'm i'm hoping as packers fans we can all kind of try to avoid that like you know we don't want to take it for granted this year definitely not this year i mean we have to as packers fans like be able to relish in every moment and i hope Rodgers does the same like and i know he will so it's going to be one of those one of those years where you have to sit back and watch and enjoy and really embrace the uh, potential Uh, that this could be it, but also enjoy and
0: hope that we can win a championship and and see what happens next. That's what we got to do. We got to hope, we got to pray, and we just got to enjoy ourselves this season. Let's hope it ends with the Super Bowl. Let's hope it ends with the Lombardi, but that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Braun, unless you have anything else to say, it's been a pleasure of doing this podcast with you. I'm happy to be back. We'll be back. We'll be keeping in touch throughout training camp and the preseason. And, uh, you know, once we get into the regular season, we're going to be back in full swing, previewing and reviewing every game. It's exciting. It's going to be an exciting year. Team looks really great at every position, pretty much. So I'm really excited for me, Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AllDayPackers. And Braun, my co-host, you can follow him on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. That's going to do it today. Thanks for listening. Go Pack Go. Thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go.